Hey gang, that's Holly. And that's Brooke. And this is the Macabre Cast. And I'm Nikon. Episode 30. Nice. Yes. Do we have any corrections? Oh, that. did I have one? You... I, I didn't... I don't have one. Did I have one? I feel like there was something I wanted to say. We had something we wanted to, like, clarify, I think, but I don't remember what it was. What did I cover last time? <laughs> you covered the pirate... Um, pirate ladies oh yeah so it wasn't about that because I, I think it was about the one before because when I've, if i remember right it was somebody we saw and they had like a a note for us about something and then we were like oh we should put that as a correction and so yes, they wouldn't have heard the correct. pride episodes yet it would have been the week before that probably i don't remember well i we was just looking on spotify so start um writing down our corrections when we when we have <laughs> when we have smart. them yeah that's probably true uh, uh <laughs> you know no big deal <laughs> but uh for now but i for guess now, no corrections I, now we're fine i guess we'll see how we're feeling next week yeah um but our two pride episodes that was fun yeah that I was a very that. good time i liked that it mm-hmm. was nice to like spend some time on a very like specific topic and theme yeah. you know i also think it was nice to kind of take a break from like macabre in a it, you know i just hit my mic <laughs> it's okay i don't think it picked you up. know spooky vibes difficult things yeah trauma but like not dead body specific yeah we've been down dead bodies like we have lately. been down dead body lane for a while yeah so it's it's good to like have things to put in our cabinet that are not revolving around dead bodies yeah so I see dead people yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but i suppose shall we announce our topics yeah this one's gonna be back to usual programming yeah um, regularly scheduled back yeah. to it yeah um mine for this time is actually gonna be a ghost story um Ooh. yeah the ghost <laughs> yeah it'll be the ghost of i need to remember how to pronounce it nice the ghost of gunakver say it again the ghost of Gunnikver. Oh, hello. Where is that from in the world? Iceland. Ooh. That, we're getting back to the the um Pachislicker and yeah. the, all the um Yule lads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. These yes. are the, this this ghost is, you know, clearly related to that, obviously. Of course, yeah. I mean, if I lived in Iceland, I would be like Yule lads 24/7. Well, That's all I would care about. Yes. They're pretty great. Yeah, no, this this ghost is going to be, it's going to be a fun, like, kind of shorter tale. So. Nice. Well, I will be covering, I think there are many different ways to pronounce this. Um, I'll be covering another cryptid from that book I had mentioned back mm-hmm. when we talked about the squonk. Um, I'll be talking about the hoogag or the hoogog today. The or the hugag or the hugog. What are I you hugags up to? I think it's hugog. I think hugog <laughs> sounds better. <laughs> I like hugag. Hugag is good. I think it's hugag or hugog, personally. Yeah. Nice. I'm excited to hear about the hugag. Hugag. Hugag, <laughs> you gag. I hope not. Me, oh, no. every time I eat and I'm just like... Ugh. Oh, no. <laughs> that sounded really bad. I just have, like, I'm just chronically nauseous. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, shall we rock, paper, skizzies? Yes, we shall rock, paper, skizzies. Our, Indeed. Our, Are our players I gonna, ready? I was going to say our ref is playing Animal Crossing and I'm Rude. <laughs> Rude. Uh, that's a foul against Brooke. Anyways. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> a penalty? Shit. <laughs> Holly gets a penalty attack. <laughs> oh, no. An attack. I don't know what that would be. Anyways. Um, we have I get a penalty. Ready? Holly gets an opportunity attack. Yeah, yes. speaking in D and D terms, <laughs> Holly uh, Brooke procs an attack of opportunity from Holly. Puncher. Anyways, um, oh shit. <laughs> are we ready? Yes. It's hey. gonna be a rock paper scissors shoot and rock paper scissors shoot. 
Uh, Brooke rude. covers paper on rock. Holly is a loser. <sighs> Brooke, do you want to go? Oh, you got to pat it. Putting the paper on top of the rock, you know? Are yeah. you going first or second? Holly's looking at me with, like, daggers coming out of her <laughs> eyes. I feel like she wants to go first. I always want to go first. I always want to go first, yeah. too, so I'm going first. Yeah, you won. <laughs> Brooke comes back from the foul and what takes a victory. Anyways. Excellent. I guess so, she wanted it more. Anyways. <laughs> I, apparently. Hey. All right. The, the who gag just was ready. Okay. Yeah. You know. Who gag. That's who gag? A, who? Who? Uh, I have only a few sources for today. Obviously, the main source would be the book Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods with a Few Desert and Mountain Beasts by William T. Cox, illustrated by Kurt Dubois. I don't know if you remember, but that's what we talked about more at length. Uh, back when we covered the squonk. I loved the squonk. Me too. Honestly, everything in that book is iconic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to our number one fan, Sandra, who literally bought me a copy of the book, <laughs> of a reprint of it, and then <laughs> brought it over and was like, here you go. Here you go. Because you talked about how much you loved it. And I was like, oh, that's so wholesome. Um, so I have my physical copy now that I get to leaf through and look at all the cryptids and be excited. So that's always fun. Nice. Uh, but we're back in the realm of fearsome creatures. Uh, and I I have... Well, I guess I'll finish my sources. The other one was just the cryptid Wikipedia website. Like, there's, like, a specific yeah. cryptids version. Um, so I was on there. It's The, like, URL is cryptidsfandom.com, which I think is funny that there would be a fandom for I've, cryptids. I've used that one before, yeah. too. <laughs> and then... Uh, I'm not surprised at all, honestly. <laughs> I also did a little bit of research um, about what is, I believe, pronounced Paraceratherium. Okay. Which we'll talk about later. Paraceratherium. But it's a species type of a dinosaur. Oh. Yeah. We'll get there. Okay. So let's go back, you know, to the realm of fearsome creatures. This week, I'll be talking about the lovely, the illustrious, the jointless. Oh, no. Hugog. Hugag. Oh, no. As a refresher, though, let's talk about fearsome creatures of Lumberwoods, because if you didn't hear the Squonk episode, I'm just going to talk a little bit about, like, what that was yeah. and why it's important to the context of this. Also, if you didn't hear the Squonk episode, go listen to the Squonk episode. Yeah, sorry, what are you doing? That, yeah. Like, our mascot is Zeus, is the Nikon's squonk. dog, who is basically a Squonk. He is a Squonk. I literally call him a Squonk to his face constantly. He's a Squonk. We he love a Squonk. I yeah. wa that was also when I was really sick. Yeah. And, and so you sounded like a Squonk. Yeah, because... All squonks do is cry. Same. Do you hear that? Brooke is dedicated like that. Yeah. <laughs> Brooke went method for I, that one. Oh, gross. Mm -hmm. You know how Holly That's how the I word feel I about was method acting. For. I hate method acting. Oh, yeah. I know. Method acting's problematic. It Anyways. is. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. Seriously. I thought you were. No, no, no. Not to you. Sorry. As in, method actors need to calm the fuck down. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I super agree I'm so with you. Sorry. But it, I, 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 completely, I also looked at Brooke while I said that, to be clear. I, I super agree with you, and I knew that's what you meant, but it sounded like you were being like, calm down, Brooke, with your hatred. Yeah, Brooke. Method actors are just trying to make a living. No, fuck those people. No. Yeah, method acting. Because also, if you're up. doing method acting, you're way past that. Usually. If you're yeah. doing method acting, then that means you're not a good enough actor to just act fucking normally. Mm -hmm. mm. That you have to um, you have to pretend that you are something fully every single day of your life also, that's in order like to accomplish super, your fucking job. It's super unhealthy yeah, it's for super you, unhealthy. like mentally and a lot of times physically. So yeah, don't do that. Don't sacrifice your body and your mind for like any career at all ever mm -hmm. anyways and also i just always think of jared leto being i mean he's in general a piece of shit but that's so funny that that's the first person you think of with method acting no i i always think of like daniel day lewis first when i think about method acting but like yeah a really current one would actually also be um <sighs> brendan Fraser for the movie whale oh yeah that's another good example oh, okay um, although he was already, he, he as a person 
I think it was interesting that they chose. Sorry, this is super un- unrelated, but yeah. I, it's we fine. We need the I'm, Brendan Fraser content. We're getting in here, I, and I have nothing. I don't know anything about him like personally, so I also don't. Apparently, really he's any, a pretty nice dude. Yeah, I don't have anything yeah. against him, but the movie was problematic inherently because it was like commodifying like obesity in a way that's like not appropriate, yeah. and it's also like very hateful. Um, fat's yeah. not a bad word. Mm-hmm. Um, he also as a person has gone through some but that, that's shit what i was too. gonna say yeah. is i like know that he has struggled with weight his whole life because there's a lot of interviews of him talking about how they weight trained him really aggressively when he was in the george of the jungle movies yeah in order to make him like physically attractive enough to play the character who was pretty much only in like a speedo the entire movie yeah and i know that that was like really traumatizing for him and then for him to do that movie i was like that's kind of weird because i know he's like struggled with his weight his whole life yeah so because he has like an eating disorder so i was like that's a very interesting part for you to take um but like there are a lot of actors who do that it's fucked up you're not supposed to do that to your body yeah well and just this like hollywood standards of yeah like oh yeah and like all of the women that have any role ever who yeah. are forced to lose weight for sorry everything. did you yeah. mean every role that a woman plays ever yeah where they're forced to lose weight because yes yeah. we and they look all look like they're fucking be... sticks yeah yeah so sad mm-hmm. sad yeah Anyways. Anyways, uh, I'll get off my soapbox for a second so that I can get on a different soapbox specifically it's just, about just a short walk to the other soapbox. And this soapbox <laughs> is about how I think this book is great. <laughs> um, so Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods um, is by William Thomas Cox. As a refresher, he was a worker with the United States Forest Service. Then he was an adventurer and also he uh, was an explorer during... Um, the exploration of the Amazon basin when he worked for the Brazilian Forest Service. I mentioned that in the last one. Yeah. Um, And then he was, lastly, first commissioner of conservation for Minnesota, Mm -hmm. which a lot of cryptid lore in general has heavy roots in Midwestern logging Hmm. um, as a... I guess that kind of makes sense because, like, people, like, when you're logging, you're just, like, out in nowhere. You're out there. Yeah, and you're basically living in, like, a small, you know, and then that also spread as they spread out to, you know, west and more logging. And mm-hmm. even, like, I had asked my grandfather <laughs> who worked in a logging camp and yeah. my grandma who lived in the logging camp with him when my, uh, their first kid was born, like, that you know it was kind of just like a very small community and people just kind of you know telling stories yeah having a little bonfire that kind of energy um uh i would say definitely cox endorsed the whimsy of like who are these creatures what do they be you know because why else would he write it right like he had to believe it in some way yeah um but we what we know for sure is that the book is the chief source for cryptozoological research of north american folklore in the 20th century nice which is why it's so cool back when i thought i was gonna go and do a phd program uh i almost applied for a folklore program i would literally give a life to do that anyone's life just a life a couple specific people okay yeah uh (laughs) I, know. I can think of six people on the Supreme Court. Hey. <laughs> I can also think of six people on the Supreme <laughs> Court. Us can. And probably many of our listeners. <sighs> but nonetheless, a reminder that this book is a satirical and kind of traditional field guide for the beasts of the region. Each beast gets a full description of them, their ha- habitat, physical attributes, a Latin classification, behavior, and also an illustration that's done by Kurt Dubois. Okay. Um, that's the picture I'm using as well for the nice. hoogog or the hoogag today. Good. Um, also, more accounts, or most of the accounts in the book are derived from exactly what you would think, which is sort of it, whatever, like, an experience that someone had that then there was highly embellished over many retellings in the region, basically. Yeah. Um, every single one seems to have an actual name that they put to the person who says that they'd saw it, but like no specific details, which I think is hilarious. Nice. <laughs> um, the 
Latin classification for the hugog uh-huh. is Rhythmopes inarticulatus. Okay. Which is a vibe. Regional description is they're located in the, quote, lake states area, ranging from western Wisconsin, northern Minnesota, and extending into Canada toward Hudson Bay, towards the east. Okay. Although some sources also noted an possible extension north into northern Canada as well. Gotcha. Um, And then I would, unrelated to this book specifically, there are some thoughts about fossils from a different countries that oh. could resemble something similar to this but also who the fuck knows interesting so there's that <laughs> i know you do know but i won't tell you <laughs> oh shit <laughs> nikon's doing some asmr <laughs> okay oh, ASMR. So oh, 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 actually, you would not want ASMR from the Hugag now oh, that I think no. about it. Oh, no. I'm... Let's get to the physical description, oh, Sal, no. shall we? This is my favorite. Oh, I just hit my mic. I'm so sorry. Stop Apologize harder. Let's get to the physical description. Okay. It's roughly the size of a moose, <gasps> which is fucking huge, by the way. That's oh, yeah. big. Have you ever seen a moose in yeah. real life? They're gigantic. Um, and it resembles that am- animal kind of, I would say, slightly. Okay. Um, or that of like a giraffe or a horse or something similar like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it has sort of like woolly fur that was described sometimes as brown and sometimes as like a greenish color. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. Which extends down the shoulders, back, and legs. like So the full body has that woolly kind of hair. Okay. Um, but the neck and face of the beast have like a leathery skin. Sort of like a rhino or like something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, you're not going to like the way this looks. I have mm. a feeling it's only going to get worse. Yeah, it's only going to get worse. Uh, so it has a large humped shoulder back area, which I would equate to the way a giraffe sort of has like the front, like their front legs almost like make it so the front of their shoulders are like higher up than the haunches of their back legs. Oh yeah. Oh, or, you like mean a, kind of... or like a buffalo. Yeah. Or yes. Like, the yeah. hump. Yeah. Because it's all muscle too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's the region of the, at least for horses, that bone is called the withers. Yeah. So basically, like it's like a humped area in that okay. part of their body. So less like a camel, more like a buffalo. Yeah, I would I would stray away from buffalo. Okay. More like a giraffe. Picture a giraffe without the neck. You know how their back goes up to the yeah. t- like humped area, like that, but with woolly hair. Yeah, that's a buffalo. Yeah, no, buffalo but... <laughs> have woolly hair. Okay. Trust me. Okay. Brooke shaking her head. Buffalo no longer have woolly hair. You've all no, been no, no, informed. No, no, no. Yeah. I, okay. I'm the sure, reason I, why I'm I saying. I know what you're me. I, I'm sure it's going to be. I will with, explain. Yeah. It's because of the legs. It's not like a buffalo. Oh, okay. okay. It, it's like a giraffe. I, yeah. I just, I just mean that part of, yeah, of yeah, yeah. not like the it's whole thing. It's just not like, it's not as muscular. It's not as like, like round and like, um, it also, the part of the reason why buffaloes look like that is because their head is also right there. They don't yeah. really have a neck. Buffaloes don't have necks. I know. They're just kind of like it. heads plopped on top of the on top of the body. Yeah, it's kind of like the, you know, I love when people make jokes about like, not that I believe in this shit, but like when, when quote unquote, when like God was making something yeah. and they were like, oh, like <laughs> they got lazy and they just like <laughs> didn't put a neck on <laughs> I ran out of neck pieces. Yeah, he just kind of like he accident he or like when people say like you spilled the yeah. like one in and it was like no Whoops. neck. Yeah. Uh, tiny penis alert. Very tiny penis it out. alert. <laughs> uh, the tail sort of has like a bushy end, kind of similar to like a cow. Okay. Or a buffalo or a giraffe where it's okay. sort of like yeah. hair and then like a poofy end. Um, or a lion. It has, cor- the book uses corrugated as the word. Okay. I would say webbed looking ears that are floppy down. Okay. All which right. is cursed. Yeah. The face 
has a long moose-like appearance. However, the upper lip slash upper mandible or okay. not upper, upper jaw yeah. area of the animal is long and sloppy. Oh. Imagine basically where the upper lip starts. It's just like a long flap that kind of like no. flops down like a proboscis. Like a what? Like a taper. Tapir. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like that. Um, and the lower jaw is sort of like regular style. So I it just sort of like ends there. don't like that. Yeah. It looks, the bottom chin looks a lot like a horse or a, or a, a moose chin. Yeah. Um, okay. Though. Um, uh, aside from the flappy, sloppy lip situation, it also most notably has jointless legs. So okay. the only part of their leg that has the joint is the ball joint, which connects it to the torso. So what? So it does not have any knees at all. It, it just like stick figures around. Yeah. So like. it can only walk by swaying side to side and swinging its legs outward, which does create a specific tracking yeah. situation in the ground. Yeah. Um, and it has round feet. Uh huh. Sort of like a similar round shape as like a rhino's foot you know how rhinos yeah. have like the feet and then like they have the toes actually like a hoof it's yeah a, yeah yes. but it like has little toes mm. that stick out almost all the way around it sort I, of like the, you know most disturbingly the way it was described is so that it would be hard to track which direction the car- the thing was walking because the the toes point yeah in all directions. so you can't actually see which way yeah Okay, that, I don't like the image of it, like, scuttling around. But remember, it's fucking huge. I know. So it's I don't like, like the idea of something that large scuttling around. <laughs> I think you're giving it a lot of credit to scuttle. I don't think it's very fast. Well, no, but... I just the, don't like those toes. Yeah. The way that its legs move Has would to be move scuttly, out. like, yeah, like I guess a centipede. So. Yeah, I guess so. No. Yeah. I'm, I picture it more lumbering like around. Okay, I picture it scuttling. Yeah. And that I is think terrifying. When you, I think when you see the picture of it, you'll you'll picture more of a lumber just by size. Yeah, but imagine how quick you could get going if you got, like, a good circular rhythm going. That's fair. Like, They're you could, not get, very you could fast. go fast. They're not very fast, so I will okay, say. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you're safe, Holly. They're, you're safe, Holly. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Holly's, Holly's sweating. Holly's so nervous right now. Holly's literally Holly's dying. greatest fear is legs is, that don't have knees. Yeah. Jointless legs. Um, My greatest fear is scuttling. That's <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Important notes about the functionality of this animal. <laughs> it has none. Yeah. So specifically with the last two points, the like floppy lips situation and the legs. So this beast can never under any circumstances lay or sit down. Well, yeah, because it wouldn't ever be able to yes. get back up. It is always standing. It is said that it, it the way it sleeps is it will sort of like um, find a tree and it'll lean against it. And that's how it'll end up sleeping or resting. Okay. Um, but most of the time it's known as like a very nomadic animal. So it's always just kind of like wandering and lumbering around the woods on its little adventures, slapping trees with its lip and stuff. That's um, unfortunate. So basically, yeah. if you needed to defeat it, you just knock it over. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, due to the jointless legs, it can't bend down to graze yeah. as a moose or a horse would. And you've seen pictures of giraffes leaning yeah. down to eat, and they have a really long neck. So they put their legs out really wide, and yeah. they like lean, but it can't do that. Because its neck is tiny? No. Because... It's floppy upper lip, if it tried to bend down, would be trampled by their own feet because of their unbendable legs. And so it's too cumbersome and it does not graze from the ground. However, how it does feed is it, um, it strips trees from their bark and lower branches as it forages around because it okay. likes to eat fibrous things like bark and sticks. And in the book, it quite literally says that it walks around like flopping its lip up against trees all the time. How long is the lip flap? Very long. In the picture, it's like at least two feet long. Oh, oh I was picturing it more like like 
six inches. No, and it's long. Okay. It's long. All right. That's disturbing. It's like um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when they, like, get stretch out the kid yeah. in the taffy machine. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. But then imagine if he didn't have any joints. And he walked on all fours. <laughs> oh, no. I don't like it. That's a different version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that no one asked for. Um, so the range of this animal is very limited, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, just there's a picture of it. It's so funny. The life of a hoogog. Let's talk about it, right? It doesn't have much of one, apparently. No, so they're known as constant travelers nomadic due to its inability to stay stationary comfortably yep um also how vulnerable it is when it's stationary as well uh it you know it's said that it may extend geographically into northern canada because it's pretty much constantly wandering around um and according to cox in the book very few hunters have successfully tracked the animal because of the constant movement Mm. because you know we need to stop and rest at some point but this thing will just like keep going and it's creating very confusing tracks Mm -hmm. and it said that like hunters would go on these long excursions trying to locate it but they would just be gone for a long time because they're just never able to catch up yeah essentially well and like how do you know which direction to follow the tracks in so, yeah we'll yeah. get to tracking in a minute but yeah it's a a hot mess it sounds like to me <laughs> um as i said before they're known to eat bark twigs leaves blah blah blah. oh yeah here's where i wrote the book specifically says quote quote flopping its lip around trees as if that's an activity for them and then I wrote LOL. <laughs> it, like, lashes the tree it's with like, its lip. <laughs> yeah, I'm imagining it, like, whipping its head so that the lip, like, kind of wraps around it. And that might be, like, how it's grabbing the bark and, yeah. like, kind of, like, ripping it off, if that makes sense. Like, using the lip like a tongue. Yeah. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's that's... pretty terrible. All right. <laughs> Sorry, it's so awful. <laughs> so awful. I, mean, I need a drink. <laughs> So, while the hoogog is mainly known from Cox's book, Fearsome Creatures, its first appearance by name, although spelled differently, spelled H... I guess I could... I'll tell you. The way I'm reading it and writing it and the way Cox wrote it is H-U-G-A-G. Oh, okay. Um, however, um, I understand maybe it being more hugag Mm-hmm. If it was based on this original time it was ever mentioned, because it is spelled H-E-W-G-A-G. Okay. Hugag. Which I think that looks more like Hugag, and the other one looks more like Hugag. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Um, but this was called In the Limestone Valley, Pen Pictures of Early Days in Western Wisconsin by S.W. Brown, and this was the first mentioning of this creature in the same location as Cox is referring that it was. So that's something. Yeah. At least um, there was multiple people talking about it. Um, There's not much that it really says about it. Uh, It does say, uh, Brown says, that its toes extend all the way around the foot. In the picture from Cox's book, the toes just point forward. Okay. But in this version by Brown, S.W. Brown, the toes go all the way around, mm-hmm. and they're like sort of almost like pointy claw toes. Okay. And they are, and he he is the one who specifically says that shape m- helps conceal the direction of travel. Yeah. Including with the, like, sort of directional shapes that it would be making while swinging its legs around and walking. Which, honestly, it has no, like, evolutionary advantages. So if it has that one, good for it. You know? Like, these things should be extinct if they exist. Good for him. I feel like this one has the same energy as the squonk in that, like, I kind of felt bad for him and I was kind of like, honestly, squonk, go off. Like, you're a queen. It, it, yeah. You know, it kind of seems like a moose who's been cursed, <laughs> like like the like the ugly duckling of like moose. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. but has speci- like did something to wrong someone oh, no. and actually got like cursed. Yeah, <laughs> true. 
I would agree. Yeah. It's very disturbing. <laughs> uh, um, it, the, this book doesn't mention anything else other than that it's not a ferocious beast. It's a kind beast. Okay. Um, That's something. Which least. is also kind of like, why are you trying to kill it then? But I guess if it looks like that, I guess I would be like, um, let's save one of those. I let's guess. save one of those. Um, uh, let's talk about the hunting and tracking and trapping side of things. Okay. <laughs> Um, experienced Hugag hunters often track them looking for half-moon dragging motions okay. in the dirt as it swings its legs around to walk with its, in Cox's version, four-toed footprints or... Why did I write that? Four-toed pointing toes if it's Cox or the around the toe, like around the foot toes if it's brown. And then I wrote... The true meaning of grippers on this bad boy. No. Why did I write that? Why did I write that? It has too many grippers. It does have a lot of grippers. And the fact that the grippers have are on like a like a stationary like long stick Ew. is like so much worse to me. It's a gripper stick. Ew, the gripper stick. Yuck. It, like those things that you buy at the yeah. store to grab things with. Oh no. Yeah, I don't know why I insisted on writing that. Um, trackers will look for a trail of trees that have either been stripped of bark around, like, a height of, like, an adult man. Yeah. So, like, around head height for the animal. Although it did say that they could range to be quite tall. Okay. Although I would say there wasn't much information about size other yeah. than moose-ish. So, pretty big. Yeah. Um, bigger than a person. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also will look for, like, branches that have been stripped of their leaves as if it kind of was like reaching up and like pu like pulling, pulling all the them. stripping the um the branches of their leaves in small sticks yeah um hunters will create notches in trees to attempt to down a hugog while it leans on a tree to rest okay so they'll basically track a hugog see where it likes to rest and then make a bunch of notches in those trees so that as soon as the hugog goes over and tries to take a rest against the tree the tree is not stable enough to support their body weight the tree falls and so does the hugog and of course if it's down it's never getting back up yeah so then it's rendered useless and captured when they return to this area basically okay. that is apparently like the way that they have ascertained that you would catch one of these okay seems like there could be more efficient ways but whatever yeah i think it's just because they're elusive that yeah. it would be like you would make a notch in trees and then you'd like leave for a while and come back because yeah. they wouldn't be around if you were around yeah um because my other thoughts were like well you know the classic the star the star wars thing yeah where you just trip it yeah with some string use some trip wire <laughs> you know then you don't have to cut down a tree yeah but they're also loggers so yeah they're just like we're cutting the trees down anyways i guess um the last known kill and i put known in these contexts always in quotation marks because yeah. i'm like who okay yeah <laughs> this guy like <laughs> this specific guy i have quite i just want to talk i just have some questions i just want to talk um it was in turtle river in northern minnesota nice where a young hugog of around 1800 pounds was downed and found stuck in the mud by Mike Flynn. And that is the person that's listed in um, Cox's book. Okay. Uh, this instance that a, a hugog basically got stuck in the mud and was downed, and this guy found it. And it was like a, a smaller one, apparently, which All is right. like almost a ton. So that's yeah. insanely large still. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> Rotund. Rotund. Some have floated the idea that the hugog is a surviving relative of the Paraceratherium. Okay. Paraceratherium, I think it's how you pronounce it, I don't know, uh, are an extinct genus of hornless rhinoceratoids. Okay. One of the largest terrestrial mammals that have existed. They look like a muscular rhino that has a taper face kind of okay that kind of sounds hilarious <laughs> yeah 
You can look it up. There's um, incomplete and partially complete fossils in museums of this beast. Yeah. Um, and it has been connected to this, be- um, ma- mainly because of the shape of the nose. Okay. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about that, but uh, I just think it's interesting that it's been connected to this, like, this sp- specific, very specific yeah. thing. Um, fossils for this mammal have been discovered um, in what is now Pakistan, and then also Eurasia toward China, so, like, mostly in that region, which is, like, not okay. where we are. <laughs> yeah. Which, we're also not in the Midwest, but, like, not in the Midwest. But if you're thinking, if you want to connect everything, like, Pangea, if you go back, right? Yeah. Like, if it's a nomadic creature that is, like, constantly on the move, yeah. then, hey, you know. It's possible. It's possible, I guess. Um, the almost completed fossil of this mammal is in the Moscow uh, Paleontolog- Paleontological Museum. Of the... the um, Not par- the Kugak. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like... The- Okay. Yeah, of the Paracetherium. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's huge, too. Oh. It's like, uh, like the height of its head is like three, like, adult men standing on top of each other. Oh. Like? Like 18 feet tall. Okay. So, like, where the head would be positioned on its body, mm-hmm. not the size of the head. No. Okay. <laughs> like, its height. Okay. Um. Yeah, I thought that too, Holly, and I was like, what? Yeah, no, 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 no. So it's very big, basically. Um, it, its body reminds me a lot of, like, a, it's, I mean, it's in the rhinoceratoid, like, yeah. type. Um, hornless, though. And it, it does kind of remind me, fit, like, leg and body-wise, like an elephant, in a way, yeah. too. Um, which are also proboscis, right? Yeah. The nose is proboscis you know um notable connections that i noticed but just by looking at the pictures right and between Uh the two between like a hugog and the uh paracetherium thing the downturned like smaller lower jaw is definitely present okay so like the mandible on the on the the creature is pretty small and like tucked like that kind of tucked chin look that moose and horses have yeah um with that kind of long face uh, also, the rounded, larger upper jaw, with a which is known as the maxillary jaw, yeah, uh, with prominent upper lip and nose cartilage assumed, similar to a taper. Um, and then also I wrote like which is downturned in a proboscis shape. Okay. And so you can see like the bone portion that would be where the cartilage would protrude from yeah. but we have no evidence of whether or not it would have that because they don't ha- they said in the article about paraceratheriums is that they've never found a mummified one yeah so they've never been able to verify you wouldn't have the cartilage what the cartilage yeah. or any of that would look like but it does have like a prominent upper um like nasal area okay that could imply maybe it was like strong enough to basically scientists assume it would have had some sort of proboscis liking thing because of the shape okay um total body length of it they estimate is about 7.4 meters or 24.3 feet long that's pretty big from like nose to tail basically um or uh, the tails aren't very long so nose to butt or whatever yeah um I would also say it has rounded toed feet that I will say look a lot like a rhino's foot. Yeah. Right? Maybe like the hugag I would say has more prominent pointier toes than mm-hmm. a something like that. But this definitely they they might not have evidence of that. If yeah. it was like a nail. That's true. Because that would have biodegraded. Could, yeah. yeah. Um and then also I noticed in the picture, and if you look at like a rhino or a an elephant even, this is it's similar in that their knees are really low. They have really small shins. That's true. Yeah. And the Paracerotherium has very small shins, but yeah. very long femurs. Okay. Mm. Which could... Like, comparatively to the body, it was like the shin portion was like less than a third of the leg. Okay. I would say cl- like nearing a quarter. Interesting. Which is just like... 
most animals aren't built like that. Like yeah. that's not that's not very common. Like I know that rhinos are like that. Yeah. But it's not functional. Like yeah. um I mean rhinos are pretty fast, but they also didn't go extinct. So yeah. there's that. Um but <laughs> so that's I'm just thinking like horses have a pretty um equal Even. aspect ratio yeah. between the cannon, which is what what would be our shin, um, yeah. human, um and their femur. Yeah. Uh but, like, the hugag does not look like that at all. Yeah. And neither does the paraceratherium. It's, like, very tiny shins. <laughs> Baby shins. Baby shins that, like, those kneecaps would be so easy to bust, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Baby. Um, so, I mean, I think that there could be some merit to the connection. Yeah. I mean, they're, at the very least, it's possible that, like... What 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 period did you say the Paraceratherium was from? Great question. Let's look. I feel like it seems weird to me that it would have lasted long oh, enough it, for loggers to find. Yeah, it. no, it's definitely like insane. <laughs> I'm looking for the. Um, Don't you hear that, Holly? It's insane. It's insane. What? I'm joking. I was like, you roasted Holly's opinion. Oh, no. I just mean, like... I know, I know. I, I hadn't even gotten to my opinion logically, yet. <laughs> logically, yes, I agree, Nikon. But at the same time, this is a time where the occupation of land was not widespread enough that it's possible that people just don't know. It's sort of That's like the true. Loveland frog. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to say that I just, just don't, don't know. fucking know, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, cause it's I'm, not hurting anybody, you no, know? Well, and, like, obviously it probably wouldn't be the Paraceratherium that existed. No, but it would but be a connected genus or yeah, something there's like po- that. Yeah, there's a possibility that mm-hmm. it would be connected. And there's also a possibility that, like, whoever supposedly saw the hoogag, like saw it fleetingly mm-hmm. and didn't realize that it does in fact have a joint it's just really really low on its body and yeah. so it's not like usable mm-hmm. in the same way that like what you would expect what you would expect it to be so and you know what it could have been it could have been some weird breed of moose that we don't have anymore yeah it's gone extinct that mm. just yeah. had weird fucked up legs you know yeah like it's possible. And, and they didn't survive very long because their legs were not great for surviving no and you know what it reminds me of the creepy deer uh you did um a northern canada alaskan cryptid slash mythological yes. creature that um, was a deer that was the, like fucking creepy the isharak isharak yes yeah Ur-Zirak. yeah isharak right uh it was debated on how we were pronouncing it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that um, it just kind of reminds me of that because it's like a weird yeah i mean that deer. one was a creature that could shapeshift into that's, random things yeah. so that's part of why it was weird but yes but i mean similar region you know yeah um uh, d- to answer your question, Holly, by the way, it's from the Oligocene epoch. Okay. Which is 34 to 23 million okay. years ago. Yeah, that's a long time. And if I look in the scale, where are you? You know how, like, how there's like the list? Like the time scale? Yeah, the time scale. I'm just trying to find where it is in relation to course they don't have it that's so annoying rude paleogene period wait yeah so the oligocene i guess is how you, i don't know how to pronounce it is a geologic epoch of the paleogene period okay which um I don't know, like, what time that is in relation, of course, to the, um, I guess to sort of close out, mm-hmm. like, we don't, we don't know. I, I don't know. This kind of thing, to me, is just, like, so harmless that I'm, like, whatever, you know, I, I, like, it could be real. I think it's interesting that there is a fossil that looks quite similar to it. Yeah. Like, I do think that's really interesting. Um... And if it's nomadic, you know, what what could that mean when the continents were touching, you That's know? That's true. Um, and 
I would say like he sounds peaceful and wholesome, so he's I hope he's just vibing. If he's if he exists or existed at some point, I hope he was just simply vibing. Yeah. Cuz honestly, good for him. Sounds like he had a rough life anyways. Uh yeah, I'm going to show you a picture and it's both disturbing and the most adorable picture you've ever seen oh, in your no. life. Are you ready? Okay. And I want I want you guys to see it like while we're on the pod so you can enjoy the reaction. Oh. I need to see his face better. I don't. I'm. No. I've decided no. I Look, forgot about. He's doing and Big Steppy, though. I forgot about I like the, the fact steppy. that its its head was leathery and its body was furry. And I have decided now that that's the most cursed being in existence. He's just doing Big and Steppy. Look at his Big and Steppy, Holly. <laughs> like it is a Big and Steppy, but it's cursed and Steppy. Yeah, he is cursed and Steppy. <laughs> What if that one was just trying out a new hairstyle? <laughs> and so it, like, you know, it cut all of its hair. It was maybe trying to be it different. shaved. Yeah, you know, because who yeah. guys can obviously shave? Yeah, because they definitely they... have the type of arm that could reach up yeah. and shave their I was going to say, they can't walk normally, but, but they, they can, can shave. shave. Maybe they flop their skin of their uh, lip no. around no, its body no, and no, rip no, all no, of its no, no, ha- their no, hair off. No, 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 no. They hate it. They hate it. I was shaking my head so I couldn't process it. Well, if you shake your head, I love enough, him. The information doesn't stay. In I love it. him, and I think that if if Zeus is a squonk, then this is my cat fern. That's true, with her longed nose. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait for everyone to see this one. It's gonna be wonderful. Uh, and it was a short one for me, but um, I love it. I love the hoogog. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I love I love the little cryptid episodes we do. Me too. It's mm-hmm. so good. So that was the hoogag or the hoogag, and nice. I love him, and he he's doing big and steppy, big and steppy, mm-hmm. big S- cursed. He's making his way downtown, very slowly, <laughs> very slowly. Faces are not passing. Faces are slowly inching by. No, yeah. <laughs> he is. He's not homebound. He has no home. Oh no. Oh, no. So, is it cabinet time? I guess so. I guess this one, you know, with the squonk, I obviously said I wanted to put a copy of the book in yeah. mine, and I also wanted to put, like, some squonk juice or whatever. Yeah. Um, with this one, I feel like, like, a, just, like, a piece of bark that's been, like, ripped off, and it's got just, like, a little bit of that goopy lip stuff on Ew. it, you know? I feel no. like some, some petrified bark. <laughs> no. One of his one of his wayward toes. I'm glad that we have separate cabinets. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so um, that's probably what I would put in mind. That's cursed. I have I thought about this throughout the entire episode this time because I always you always forget because I yeah, do too. I do. Um, but this time I came up with a good one. I am gonna do a cast of one of their footprints Ooh, that's, that's what a I really good do. one i had another idea but i'll let you go first that's what i was gonna do oh um, too bad got there first rude um <laughs> um um i think i just have like a little figure of one but it would be doing and big steppy specifically yeah, big and steppies yeah the other one i thought of that would be kind of interesting is that an unhighlighted weird part of it is that it has like really webbed ears. It's very odd looking. Yeah. And so like um I've been I I think speci- specimen jars are really cool. Mm. And so it would be cool to have like the ear in a specimen, in a specimen jar, jar with the webbing cuz it's just a very odd looking um webbing. Yeah. Like it looks very aquatic. Yeah. Which is strange. Not normal for obviously terrestrial animals. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. Nice. <laughs> nice. The hoogag. 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 Um yeah, that is Oh the hugag. Hug I, I don't like hug. It doesn't sound right. No hug. Hugog. Mm. Mm. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's fantastic. Also If you want to see those pictures we were talking about yeah, no, I'll, I'll I'll give back Brooks' job. Oh. <laughs> yeah, actually, Nikon wait, no, stole I'll... the job all actually, of the end of last episode. Actually, I'm gonna steal Holly's job. Uh-huh. So if you enjoyed this episode, 
You can find us on whatever you're listening on. You could like our episode. You could like our podcast. You could subscribe to our podcast. Do what you like, but do more. But do more. <laughs> That's a threat from Nikon. That was a threat. Uh, yeah, and um, do, I can do my part now. Yeah, do so, your part. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this this is why we shouldn't switch it every time because then we all stare at each other. Um, you can send us an email with suggestions for stories or your own stories that you want us to tell on the podcast. Uh, we have some that are finally kind of loading up. We mm-hmm. have one from Holly's brother that we might tell on the pod at yeah. some point. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still I'm wait, still waiting for my older brother to um, let me record him telling the horrifying doll story. I told it to my family this weekend. Oh, God. What did yeah. they say? They were all very intrigued. About the... the yep. The yep. mattress and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cursed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I also respect if Daniel doesn't want to talk about it because he's emotionally scarred, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you can contact us there at themacabcastpod at gmail.com, and you can also find us on Instagram where you can see the big and steppy of the lovely, illustrious Hugog themselves. Uh, our handle on Instagram is the macabre cast pod and that's where we post all of our stuff yeah and thank you guys for listening thanks for listening as and always. thank you to nikon for sound stuff thank you no to trainer for music stuff for intro and outro mm-hmm. um and again thank you all for listening and what's in your cabinet good night <laughs>